and one, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We're on episode eighty-nine. Um, I didn't fuck up my intro this week. Hey, little miracles. It's only been 80 ta- eighty-nine times so far. <laughs> hey, no, l- but last week in episode eighty-eight, I completely forgot to count in. I forgot yeah. the episode number. But here we are. Uh, so we're on topics. Blue has something to start us off with. I've got another one, and in case those don't take us the whole way, I've got another one. Uh, well, he's got another one in reserve for topic number three. Uh, quickly before we get in, want to say that in segment three, our wild card this week, we have a guest coming on. Um, one of Blue's friends uh, the from his D&D group and uh, recent Sea of Thieves partner. Oh, we could talk about D and D with them. I didn't even think about that. That's a that's a. T- I got D and D. Well, I'll I'll have just done a D and D session when we record that. So, uh, yeah, and for scheduling reasons, we're recording these two segments at different times a day. So, yeah, <laughs> just be aware. Uh, but go. Yeah. So also, um, well, before I start mine, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Indeed, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. I just got off the phone with my dad, who yeah went to see the uh, the U.S. Open. <clears throat> Yesterday, his, one of his friends got tickets to it. Big golf tournament. <coughs> Mine's making me walk the dog after this podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> um, right, but no, so... Mm. Uh, the big news topic that's been going around gaming recently has been all about Diablo Immortal, or as people have popularly began calling it, Diablo Immoral. Mm. Uh, <coughs> owing to the incredibly cash-grabby... Um, progression yeah. that you get throughout the game. When, and just for those that don't know, a little piece of internet history, a little fa- oh, fairly famous piece of internet history, when this game was announced at BlizzCon, um, they they go out and they're like, oh, we're making this Diablo Immortal game for phones, and they announced it, and one of the first questions was this very unhappy man who went, uh, I have one question. Is this not a season April Fool's joke? And, and like everyone in the audience clapped and they're, they're awkwardly on stage. They're just like, uh. And one of the guys just goes, what? What? You guys don't have phones? Or don't you guys have phones? Something like that. But it was, yeah. it, it quickly beat. That's the only reason. A I lot know. of famous lines came out of about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but is it out but for, yes. hold on. Is it out for PC now or is it just? It is out for PC. Yes. Oh, okay. Something they said would never happen. Yeah. Well. They tried to meet halfway, I guess. Um, I mean, it is a kind of, I guess, uh, some kind of practice to, to start expectations low and then you can only get better. So people can only celebrate your updates. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Your, your face cam is paused on a very quizzical moment in time. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'm sorry. My camera uh, froze. So you're going to have to <clears throat> stare at the OBS symbol for a little bit. No, it's it's your face being like. It's great. <laughs> uh, so yes, the, uh, the 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 sources that I've been seeing it from are primarily Asmongold, uh, Josh Strife Hayes, a little bit of Rich Campbell, and I know who two uh, of those people are. Rich, I assume you don't know Rich Campbell. Yeah, I don't know who that is. He's another person that works with. Uh, Asmongold in OTK um, and Rich Campbell is uh, Rich Campbell and Josh Strife are like opposite ends of the spectrum for players that play this game on the one side Josh Strife is the 
enjoyer of game without spending any money. Mm. And Rich Campbell is is the one of the whales. Dumping tons. Do you not understand what I mean by game. whales? I do. Yeah. Yeah, money whales um, who spend flipping too much money. Uh, I think he said he spent something like twenty grand. Dear God. Um, which is just pain to my ears, and I'm sure to many people listening. Uh, twenty grand on a mobile game. Have you ever spent even two hundred dollars on a game ever? All at once? No. No, but cumulatively on a single game. Like, even including, like, rebuying it on different platforms. Skyrim, probably. No, you wouldn't have spent $200 on Skyrim. League of Legends. I've def I've spent yeah. more than $500 on that game. I, <laughs> oh, damn. I played it for 10 years, and, you know, every now and again I'd buy a new champion or buy a skin or something like that, and cumulatively I've spent mm. several hundred dollars. Gotcha. Um, but, again, that's that's only but that's nothing compared to 20 grand. <laughs> yeah that's that's 50 bucks a year which isn't terrible uh, um most i've probably spent is about 200 pounds on payday too but that's including the actual physical masks in real life a bobblehead in real life lots of in-game dlc yeah etc um yeah, so uh, I think one of the things that Josh Strife Hayes reads out in one of his videos is there are 22 different kinds of currency in this game that you can purchase or get in some way. Uh, everything from picking up just regular gold from mobs to buying orbs to get other kinds of currency to upgrade certain pieces of gear. That kind mm. of thing. Um yeah, and it, it all really, really, really adds up, and you get some super pay-to-win people, because that's the thing, all of these in-game purchases can be used against other real that's, players, so if you spend more, you That's where the sketchiness more. comes in, when you start to venture into pay-to-win territory. Um, I think... Sketchiness comes in primarily for me when they're pitching it to kids. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, that's like every mobile game under the sun. Like, I, I can't, oh my god, all the video, the, the ads you get on YouTube of like this, there seems to be like a really solid ad formula, um, that, and the Yahtzee Krosha, the, the zero punctuation guy, did a, an extra punctuation video on this that I, I think I agree with his, his thoughts on this. There seems to be a formula for an ad for a mobile game, and it's like, let me show you this bright and colorful thing with a puzzle on it. It's ridiculously easy and show someone failing to solve that ridiculously easy puzzle and just yeah. pisses people off so they want to go and download the game and do it better themselves and then they're hooked. Hmm. And though Yeah, and you get that on every ad I yeah. feel like. <laughs> I know what you mean. Um There was uh oh god, what was I thinking? Oh, I've had a brain fart and it suddenly vanished. Speak. <laughs> Oh, sorry, you want me to speak. Well, let's talk about yes. more mobile games. <laughs> um, I mean, some, I've, I've never been a person that plays mobile. There's one game that I've always had on my phone, and it's Tetris. Because that's... I've, I've oh, always yeah? Played, yeah, I've always had... Te 
I never even thought to do that. It's one. a great thing to have. I, it started back in uh, back in college where I had my cell phone and I was I'd be bored in class sometimes if it was a lesson that I already understood or already knew about. So I just pull out my phone and play around to Tetris in the back of the lecture hall. Mm. Um, and I just kept it on there ever since. So every new phone, it's the only mobile game I ever download. Unfortunately, the version I have of it now does have ads on it. So I have to sit and watch like, I don't know, a 10. Yeah. It's, I usually use the paid versions. Like I'd, I'd pay 10 bucks, put Tetris on the phone. And I did actually buy, oh, uh, the original Knights of the Old Republic. That one is on mobile now. And so... That's oh, yeah. the most I've ever spent on a mobile game. I think it was like thirty bucks. Did I hear that was getting? Yeah, released? they're doing a they're doing a remake of it, and it's either going to be great or it's going to be shit. Because there's no because in between. The, the, <laughs> it would be great to see it remastered with better graphics and you know updated mechanics. I've I've put tons and tons of hours mm. into both Kotor games. Uh, I've just I I've heard it's it's the best Star Wars game and I've never played it because I was kind of a bit too young. Yeah, when I playing. had it for the original Xbox, um, um, and now I have it for the PC. But it mm. it's a great, maybe great, I'd great love game, to try it. great storyline. Um, maybe maybe we can do the uh, the reverse of the streams we've been doing, and we can stream you playing that game while I uh, while I am in the background, or maybe not. Well, my PC <laughs> dies. <laughs> That's the reason that we do it this way around. It's true. Um, um, <coughs> oh, no, the Star Wars game I want to see remade is Republic Commando because I love that yeah, game. Yeah, well, we we played it. Remember a while back, back when we did the Filthy Casuals yeah. series, uh, we we played through that one morning. Um, and I think we actually had Jake in the call when we were we were playing through, or at least for the the tail end of it. Yeah, but. Yeah, the reason I think it might be shit, though, is if they start to fuck with the story. Because the story is so strong in that original game. Like, it's got this amazing, like, plot twist. Kotor, this is Kotor yeah. we're talking about. And I just, if if they fuck with the story, if they start adding in, like, original characters and stuff, you know that that's what were. I'm worried about. So it might be pretty, better graphics, and they might ruin the... Because the original game story was practically perfect there there's maybe a few things they could tighten up or something like that um maybe add in a, a side quest or two but even then I, I if they just leave the story exactly as is and release it with better graphics and updated mechanics perfect oh but they they've got enough they've got enough the female characters asses though they gotta do the mass effect treatment on it you gotta re-release the game, but take out the booty. I think um, KOTOR 1 and 2 is where I started uh, pretty much only playing female characters in Bioware games. Because, I mean, if you're gonna watch your character walk through maps for about 18 hours of gameplay, better be a nice ass. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Uh, um, so, on uh, Diablo Immortal, you're getting stories now where the other day there's a video of someone on the internet someone took it in an internet cafe where this guy had been going to the internet cafe and spending their parents hmm. money and their parents found out about it went to the internet cafe and beat the crap out of them in the internet cafe it was about 45 grand that he'd spent on yeah, Diablo more. 45 grand, you spend that kind of money, I'm your parent, you're getting your ass kicked. Um, but yeah, it's like, oh god, I really... Uh, I, th I like I think to think that... 
it's gone too far. Like, <laughs> well, there was a there was a lawsuit a while back where some uh, some guy in Spain was suing FIFA because he'd spent twenty grand buying players on like in one year on one game. And this this wasn't like a whale. This was just like a, a guy, you know, working a normal white collar job. So that's that's like yeah. probably a, a fifth of the money he has to spend for the whole year on everything else. Man's got food to buy. It's it's awful. It is literally injecting the youth with gambling yeah, addiction. Um, it, it's one of the reasons God. that I I'm kind of more of the opinion. I'm of the opinion more and more that loot boxes and things like that do they 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 constitute gambling. Like you're not laying down some cards, you're not winning cash prizes, but in terms of the tricks it plays on your mind and the you know what it taps into in the human psyche, I think that they're mm. equivalent to gambling. Yeah, um, and we've been. I mean, we've talked about loot boxes. Is probably one of the most stable topics mm. we've discussed through the last 89 episodes of this podcast. Yeah. If it's not hating on social media, it's hating on loot boxes. Um, and it's it's just got to it's got to stop. There are some countries that are straight up like, no, you're not you're not put, putting your game in our country because we know yeah. what it's about. Uh, Diablo Immortal actually has found a loophole in the the loot box scandal bullshit. Which is that Diablo Immortal uh, makes you still do a little bit of mm. gameplay for your reward, which means that it doesn't count as a loot yeah. box because there is a skill-based challenge involved in it as well. A token amount of gameplay. They lawyered loot boxing gambling into a phone game for children. It's so scummy. Yeah. I hate it. It's it's one of the things that um ah oh god I this is something I've I've put some thought into now cuz you know a bunch of my friends have kids and I'm at the point in my life where I'm starting to think about wanting kids and I'm like if I had a kid would I I think I'd probably be and I never thought I'd be this way when I was a teenager but I, I think I might be one of those parents that's like you're restricted access to like a phone until you're above a certain age and there's certain apps... You... Yeah, give them a flip phone that has Snake <laughs> yeah. on it. And even that's pretty addictive. Because, yeah. like... I mean, I, I got my first cell phone when I was 16. Because be and back then it was just one of the... It was this shitty silver flip phone that you couldn't even put a game on. Actually, I think Snake was on it. Yeah. Um, and that was it. Because that's all it could run. To be fair, though, I would also be the kind of parent that would never, ever, ever even have my kid in the same room as my credit <laughs> cards. <laughs> that's true. Oh, they are never gonna. I'm not gonna send them to the well, shop with my I credit card. Well, I wonder about this now. So, Fuck like, that. when I was thir twelve or thirteen, uh, my mother got me a credit card, and it was linked to her credit right. card, and it had a five hundred dollar limit, and I had to pay her to pay. It. it was. It was. I thought it was a very good, like, you know, it was a good life lesson, like teaching me yeah. how to handle money responsibly. Um, and it was like, if I ever, and I always, you know, I used it to pay for things. And I always paid it off on time. Um, but it was, it was, I'm thinking now, like, yeah, you, you'd have to, God, you'd have to really trust your kids if you're doing that these days, because there's a million different ways that they could be baited into, like, giving that number away or spending it on stuff. Yeah, it's awful. Um, 
so yeah I don't know what how, how much we can actually do I mean we uh, tell people tell council members tell politicians and that shit and hope that they have enough of a conscience that they would actually do something there, about it yeah there's there's um, that and but I think you know you're talking about whales like the people who spend that 45 grand on the game like that and we're not talking about the Welsh by the way. we're just <laughs> yes it's not some global conglomerates in we Wales. Can, that's, we can that's, ask our, our guest about God. this. What, what do the Welsh think? Are you true? <laughs> like, you're the problem here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think that because these companies make so much... Like, I, I remember watching a video a couple of years back where somebody was going into the finances behind like loot boxes and... Com and really, most of the income comes from those whales. Like, they don't... Like some, the average person either won't buy anything or will spend like a, a marginal amount, maybe like 10 bucks or something like that. But then there's, yeah. there's like a small percentage of the game population and then they'll drop like tens of thousands of dollars like you were talking about. And those people alone make it worth putting those, those things in there from a business perspective for the company. And I don't think it's... PC game. So there was a survey that went out about people that use different kinds of platforms. People that use phones, there are far more people that use that play games on phones than on Xbox, on PlayStation, on PC combined. Yeah, and like it's all the soccer mums and like just everyone who's got a phone is playing games and on it. One one of the things um I, I'm sure you've heard there's an often misquoted statistic that like, oh, more than or half of half of all gamers are women or something like that, which is just frankly untrue. The reason the, the way they get that statistic is by counting mobile game mobile. Like so if somebody plays like Farmville on the computer or if they, you know, play, I don't know, Peggle or something on their phone, they count. They counted them in the same category as the people who are playing. Is Peggle on your I, phone? I don't know. I, I Oh no, I'm thinking Peglin. <laughs> Sorry, I've been playing Peglin a lot. But if you count like those in the same bucket as you count people who are like um, you know playing, I don't know, Call of Duty or something like that, like they're mm. they're two different. Which is yeah, also on your technically phone. you're talking about two categories of gamers, but they lump them together to make uh, certain. This this was back in the day when um, back in yield 2016 or 2017 when they were making like a big feminist push in gaming yeah um, but no but what that that's sorry that's what i'm i was getting to a point with that um and that's okay. the you know a lot of these mobile game players the adult population of them at least it's it's your average person like you know the like you said like the soccer mom like maybe you know a, a guy that doesn't really play video games but he'll play something on his phone um yeah basically what i'm saying is women are the problem <laughs> Jesus that was Christ. a joke. That is not what I was That was saying. a joke. <laughs> um, no, I was watching a video literally today where, I mean, to, to, to prove exactly opposite of what we just said, uh, there's a guy who used to be a CSGO mm. pro. Apparently, it, there was um, he was he made a video in like response to Asmund Gold, and he was saying he has played all these classical games like World of Warcraft and CSGO and all these other things and he 
said that uh, he really enjoys Diablo Immortal. He's spent a hundred grand on Diablo Immortal. Like what the fuck? A hundred grand. I have not spent one percent of that. Probably on. Actually, no. I, I've spent probably about three percent of that on every game purchase I've ever made that's, combined. That's three quarter. Sorry, that's. Yeah, that's three quarters what I paid for my condo, and I still haven't paid that off yet, so technically I haven't spent that whole hundred grand. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. <clears throat> I could buy a house. But that kind of, depending on where you live. I mean, I couldn't buy a house in, in Massachusetts. God, it's expensive as fuck up here. But, uh, <laughs> but it, like, you know, some more rural place, you could, you could buy a house for that, and a pretty good one. Around where, like, my uh, the rest of my family lives out in Iowa, you could probably buy, like, Good, like, two, three-bedroom house um, in a decent suburb for that kind of money. That's ridiculous. And you, and what do you get out of that? Like, he's, he's what, marginally better at a you, you, game that... On your phone. It's the on-the-phone bit that's the real kick in the knackers, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> oh, uh, but no, any game at all, that is just... That's not a game anymore. And... Something that I noticed that he says, he doesn't say, I've paid this money into the game as, you know, a one-time payment. It's an investment. That's, That's how they the trick themselves. Uses. It's investing. Yeah. And it's like, an investment implies you get something back yeah. in the future. It's like people who call their car an investment. No. Your car is a liability in terms of... If you could... In terms of financial things... There's there's assets and there's liabilities. Liabilities are things that you need to buy, but you will lose money on them. That's what your car is. Your car is not an investment. What he just did there, that's not... I, I wouldn't call that either of those things. Well, actually, no. I, technically, since he's doing it for YouTube, it's... That's an idiot yeah, tank. Just, what, just giving me a headache. Yeah. And I, honestly, I can almost... I can almost understand... Twitch stream is doing it because that yeah is you're an well it's it's yeah you're you're doing something you're paying for something that you can use for content like pe people will yeah because content is what you need yeah to it's like money. the people who would like you know uh, roll through the um, the crates in CS:GO and people yeah or yeah FIFA people or would watch them like go that. like oh get excited when it pops up and they got a new pink machine gun or whatever want to play CS:GO now. I know, I've been wanting to play CSGO for a while. God, we used to play that a lot. <laughs> but it's full of cheaters, so, you know. I don't know if they've actually fixed that. Probably not. Uh, anyway, I feel like we've spoken about that topic so, enough now. Would one you like last to thing before yours? we move off, and I'm going to angle the camera a little bit. Okay. No one listening is going to be able to see this, but... So, I'm in the... <laughs> no, I'm, so I'm in the middle of playing. I just pointed the uh, the camera at my TV. I've got a game paused. I've been playing an old PS2 game called Xenosaga, which it's an old JRPG Xenosaga. Xenoblade. Uh, Xenoblade is a completely okay. different game. So it's a, a sci-fi game, um, you know, set in the far, far future, like four thousand years in the future, um, and you know, aliens, whatever. Doesn't matter. The game is like probably more than. It's probably around 20 years old at this point. Came out in the, the early 2000s. And I've just been replaying it, like, kind of in my, you know, 
a little bit like every now and again after work or something like that. And I'm having tons of fun with it. And I think even when I bought this game, I bought it for like 40 bucks. And you know what? I'm playing through it again. I haven't put any more money into it. It's still fun. I don't have to invest $100,000 in my PS2 every time I pull out an old game. I mean, we could literally name pretty much any game on our Steam list and it'll be better value than Diablo and I just... I mean, not for Blizzard. They're making money hand over fist on it. I mean, they're kind of fucked in every other way, but... Well, no. Not even... In, in the long run, Microsoft making hand True. over fist on it now. Yeah. I should. I wonder if it's in the Microsoft um, App Store. You know, I I I feel like I'd be out of curiosity. I want to see. Can I? Is Diablo Immortal here? Yep, there it is. Diablo Immortal. I'm installing this right now. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. I I want to see that? what is what's worth Battle like it. blowing your fucking kids' college fund on. So you know dungeons, mm. right? Sorry, I'm diving right <laughs> back into it. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> So dungeons in Di in Diablo Immortal. Um, <coughs> when you get to the end of a dungeon, you fight a boss, uh, and if you're free to play, it drops a chest, and then you pick mm. it up and fuck off. Every time you kill the boss, I think it comes up with a pop up saying, "Let's say let's say it's the first dungeon you go into. You kill the boss, and it's like, bam, you've got this much treasure. Pay us." Two dollars, and we will give you six times the reward. Oh, that's scummy. Okay, okay wait, yeah. hold. You go to the next dungeon, dungeon two, different dungeon, harder enemies. You kill a boss. We will give you, for three dollars, five times the amount of loot. Dungeon 3. <laughs> you guys can't see my expression right For $4, we will give you four crates extra. Like, it literally goes up in price with each dungeon, and the amount you get, the percentage you get, goes down. For each dungeon. I just... You already want to uninstall oh, that I'm Honestly, I was surprised how big it was. It was fucking... It's 30 gigabytes. Well, 26 gigabytes. Oh, I, oh, I have the option. I can play it on mobile. D really? <laughs> I can install it on my, my brand new phone over here. That's the first thing I want to do. Just, I feel like that's a bad omen if I install that. Brick your new phone. Yeah, I mean, because you're going to throw your phone on the Maybe I should install it on the phone that has a case. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what a colossal piece of crap. And we're not against computer game companies making money. We, it's a classic thing where if you like a computer game company, you want to support them. You buy yeah, their DLC or exactly, their music yeah. packs and stuff like that. Always done that. But this is like psychological warfare gambling. Yeah, like you joked about Skyrim earlier. Like I, I own Skyrim for the Xbox 360. I own it for the Xbox One, and I own it for the PC. Don't have it for the fridge yet. Oh, I also own it for the Switch. I forgot about that one. Don't have it for the fridge yet. Damn I, it! It's not good enough. I, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, the, the Switch one was kind of a impulse buy because I was in an airport. I had four hours to kill before a flight, and so I'm like, oh, hey, Skyrim's for the Switch. 
Honestly, but if Skyrim put in microtransactions where you could get different skins for your horse, I would be fine with that. They, um, oh, and that's... That's the kind of thing I'm That's fine ironic with. because for the original, um, in Oblivion, for the Xbox 360, that was in the early days of DLC. Bethesda caught a lot of flack for the horse armor DLC because it was like four bucks and you could get horse armor. Oh, yeah. I didn't I have, have any no problem, problem with it with at that. the time either. People got really up. I never understood why people got up in arms about that. Because um, all yeah. the DLCs for Sky... That one, I first of all, I bought all of them because I played the fuck out of Oblivion when I was... Oblivion yeah, was I probably fantastic. put something like 500 hours into that game on the 360. Um, hmm. But one of my... Yeah, so but I, I got... <laughs> and the thing is, especially like Shivering Isles, that was packed with content. Yeah. But the point is, you, you paid it once, you got the thing, and it generally was something that was cool or useful or interesting. The, I, I don't want to beat this topic anymore. Because <laughs> we've already <laughs> talked about this for a half hour. You realize that, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but it has brought up something else I would I think would be a fun topic okay. for another time. Is that what, which we think is the best of all time DLCs? Because I think you're absolutely right. The Isle mm. of Madness from Oblivion is possibly the greatest DLC I've ever yeah, played. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that one. Best of all time. I don't think I would give it that though. My my best would probably. This is this is. Well, bye, bye, bye. Let's keep it All for right. another topic, because that's going to be a good one. We keep it for one. another topic, but I think if, just right off the top of my head, one of the ones that probably I got the most enjoyment out of was the Citadel DLC for Mass Effect 3. Which is the one where you go on shore leave, and there's like a side plot, and you can organize a big party with everyone at the end of it. Um, I don't think it's I quite good. It's basically the ending Mass Effect 3 deserved. Um... But that's just my off the top of my head. I'm sure I can think of other ones, so we'll we'll bring this up on a later podcast. I'm gonna write that down. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Should we do? A, should we do a second segment at some point? Because I need to go walk the dogs. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I my topic was it's, way it's too long. It's fine. It took up the whole I thing. Apologize. So just just. We can we can actually record like a second half of um, segment one if you want a little bit later because my my topic is one I wanted to go into and I think it's something we could get a little bit of uh, mileage out of just to to introduce the topic before we cut off. Um, segment two is back for one episode only. And ironically, it's talking about media. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so yeah, I guess for this this one and only episode eighty nine of the TMCJ podcast, segment two is back. Um, but since Blue has to go out and walk the dogs, this is going to be the end of segment one of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again momentarily for segment two. <gasps> Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on segment two for the first time in quite a while. Our media segment, um... We haven't gone back to this since we kind of moved our movie talks out into their own uh, own dedicated videos. But uh, here it is. It's back again. Yes, we've descended back into meaty 
that was horrible. I shouldn't say that, should I? That, that was awful. Um, well, so if we'd gotten the, the recording right the first time, guys, then maybe it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, so what you won't hear in this version of the podcast is I did that intro once already and uh, Audacity crashed. So um, I didn't, I wasn't recording myself, we had to restart. Uh, but yeah, so what, what I wanted to talk about during this segment um, is a, a TV trope that has kind of been becoming more and more common and has uh, annoyed quite a few people. Jeepers, what could that possibly be, guys? Act, act surprised like you haven't heard me say this already. <laughs> um, the, 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 the bait and switch, basically. Holy and... Jesus! Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but the... And it, it, and I know you already heard this example too, but the the most recent one, which I haven't seen because I canceled my Disney Plus subscription finally, um, is uh, the Kenobi TV show. And again, I'm you getting actually this... told me that, but yeah, oh. okay, go. <laughs> okay, I, well, I, I didn't get that far. That's when I probably noticed Audacity crashing. Yeah. Um, so it's the the new show that was very anticipated because it was <laughs> supposed to be a TV show about the interim between the end of the prequel trilogy and the beginning of the original Star Wars trilogy that shows kind of what Obi-Wan Kenobi got up to in that time. Um, That's kind of funny, because the only thing I've heard about the Obi-Wan Kenobi hmm. film is when, uh, most evenings, when I'm sat down eating food watching The West Wing, mm -hmm. uh, Prime TV makes you watch ads and so I get a 30-second ad of some kind of car with Obi-Wan Kenobi advertisement um, being pushed my way. Uh, it's that, or ironically, uh, famous people trying to push their podcasts. <laughs> ads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is, again, stuff that I've heard about the show. And it's that... The show was supposed to be about Obi-Wan Kenobi, and it was, like, getting anticipated because it had Ewan McGregor, the guy that played him in the, tr uh, like, the prequel trilogy. Um, pretty, pretty great actor. Mm. But then the show ends up actually being about someone completely different. Like, so they, they bait you in with, a, like, an a easily recognizable named character, and then the show's and really about... Yeah, show's about somebody else. Um, and... I. I can't say since like I haven't. He man, he man did it that's, bad. That's one of my examples. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my examples. Is that that uh, the He Man show? It was like it was. It's called He Man, Masters of the Universe, or whatever it was, and it's it's supposed to be about him, and he dies in episode one, and it turns out to be actually about his lesbian friend, and um, which again, on its own merits, that the, the show could have been about uh, whatever her name is, Shira. Or no, it wasn't. Is it Shira or I can't remember the girl's name. But if the show was like about her and it was like, hey, we're making the show about this character, fine. They could have done a like they could have done a great show about that. He Man dies in the first episode, and it's about what she does after that. Hmm. Um, that could have. I mean, the show itself, the animation quality was amazing on that one. It could have been a good show, but they baited you in, calling it He Man and having him front and center, and then it's not actually about him. I, I, those those are the two most prominent examples I thought of. You see this to a lesser extent with some other stuff, like they'll be like, "Oh, it's uh, the Halo TV show" is a good example of this, where they they're like they called it Halo, 
but it's like the people who created it barely paid attention to the existing lore. I've uh, I watched a YouTube video on this recently, which hmm. means I know everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, no, I heard that fans were. I think it's fair to say outraged because one of the key points was mm. Judge Dredd syndrome. Mm. That is to say, Master Chief should spend like at least ninety nine percent of his time with his mask on. Yeah, and instead he is nude a lot of the time, from what I've heard. Yep, and fucking other spies from the that that's one of the weirdest things. Or Mas- what they called. Master Chief has sex in this show. Like, yeah. Like, he. The, one of the plot points throughout the games is like people think of him just as like a machine, as a robot, because he just. He's 100% soldier all the time. They tried to give him the Geralt treatment. <laughs> that That's actually a good comparison. <coughs> and that was a show. Actually, that. That's a, a good example of a show where I was worried they were going to do this bait and switch thing, but they didn't, was with The Witcher. Uh, and a large part of that, I think, is down to Henry Cavill, the main, the guy who plays Geralt in that show, being such a big fan of The Witcher. And well, that's another thing. I heard that the person who, the the director of the Halo series, hmm. uh, the TV series, yeah, has never played Halo, and wanted to move it away from the game purposefully which yeah. is like okay we've got this we've got we all right picture this mm. we've got the rights to star wars okay fantastic here's my idea i think the space bit is unnecessary <laughs> i think we did it all underground with mole people all right brilliant yeah. idea <laughs> And going back to what I said about the He-Man thing, like, if he wanted to make, like, a sci-fi action show and do all of this stuff, it probably... And from what I've heard, like, the show, actually, the production value is pretty good, and it's got an okay storyline. The problem is they called it Halo, and it's not. But I, I did see, um, uh, I think it was a, it was a few weeks back uh, when people were really talking about the, the Halo show a lot. Um, it, you know Angry Joe show? Yeah. I watched their... Uh, sometimes he's alright, sometimes... He's he's not somebody I go to that often, but every now and again, uh, I'll, I'll enjoy yeah. watching one of his videos. But I loved the very beginning of his video. He's like, okay, here's the, the summary of the first episode of Halo. And he's wearing, like, you know, Master yeah. Chief costume. He goes, he does... He just takes the helmet stuff. off, like... <laughs> and he's like, okay, here's the summary. And he just stares at the camera, takes the helmet off. Goes to put it back... No, takes it back off again. Yeah. Goes to put it... Takes it back off again. <laughs> like, well, apparently he puts on at the beginning of one scene and it's off again by the end of the same scene. Yeah, it's like why bother putting it on? At that point, you're um, just you're just pissing in fans' faces. Yeah, it's like here's an icon that we're not going to use. Um, but no, I I think yeah, Judge Dredd, because so, I'm using Judge Dredd because it's the most similar thing that I can because I don't know jack yeah. shit about Halo. Um, and also, I hear the aliens are a bit odd. They 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 were off. Like they got the aesthetic of them, the way they look, pretty right. Like they got the elites looking really cool, but 
they do the this voices weird voices and things. Or yeah, something. But, and they also do this weird subplot where um, one of the like the the Covenant are raising a human or something like that to be hmm. their spy. Which yeah, I heard about this. One of their like major players is a human, but their entire goal that their, their magnum opus is kill all humans. Yeah, and so I've I've read most of the books. Well, actually, there's a lot more books now. So I've read. Most of the books, as of the time, like, Halo Reach was released. Uh, mm. So, I'm a, I'm a bit behind now. But one of the, the major plot point of Halo, why the Covenant are trying to exterminate humans, their whole religion is based around the Forerunners. And they see them as gods. And they go through some archives um, to try and find out, like, more about them and stuff like that. And they find out that actually uh, the Forerunners called humanity the... Reclaimers. They were supposed to be the people who took over their technology and took over what they called the mantle of responsibility, i.e. like the protectors of the galaxy. And so when the Covenant found out that their God's chosen people were humans and not them, they were just like, The fuck, bro? Fuck. It's, like, it's like, fuck this. So they, they went to exterminate humanity. Yeah. Wait, so uh, is the chick that they sent to sleep with Halo, with Halo, with <laughs> Master Chief... <laughs> she fucked the halo ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, uh, so no. is so that the, the person? So the thing is, yeah, yeah, I think that's her. Okay. So the like canon-wise that would make no sense cuz the covenant like humanity is just like a, a like a blight on their religion. It's a this this nasty scar that they just want gone. And so the idea of them raising a human for any reason, is moronic. Yeah. But I, they've it, they've already stated it's a different timeline. They've changed things around. This this isn't Master Chief. This is Mister Chief. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> What's well, like what um uh what was it the guy that played Luke Skywalker? What he said, you know, when he's talking about his the way his character was shit all over in the second new movie, uh, yeah. The Last Jedi, where he um he's like, well, maybe he's not Luke Skywalker. Maybe he's Jake Skywalker. And, um, yeah, he was not, um, I wish I could remember his name. He was not Mark Hamill. He was not mm. happy how they treated Luke Skywalker in the second movie. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Can, I mean, can you think of any other, I feel like this, this is happening a lot every time they reboot what? something. Beaten switches. Yeah. Uh, well, they fucking beaten switched me right off of the Expanse. When the detective died. Well, that's, that's, that not, that's not bait and switch. That's just a plot point. <laughs> and it sent me so far away from wanting to watch the next season. He uh, ah, bam, the boys. It's all about women. <laughs> <laughs> does that count? I don't think it does. Okay. Uh, um, the, no, I, I have been really enjoying the new season of The Boys. <laughs> I need to I, watch this all. I keep... I've had so much time this weekend, but every time I go to sit down and watch it, suddenly someone pops up and is like, let's play a game. And I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm at... I'm halfway... Th episode 5 just came out on Friday. I'm about halfway through the episode. Because mm. I, I was watching it um, while I was on the, the elliptical yesterday, and then I finished my workout. I wasn't going to do, like, an hour... I could have... Actually, you know, that's what I should have done. I should have stayed on it and done an hour-long run... Just so I could finish the boys. 
She can finish the pigment. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I feel like this is something they, they, like, we might be able to apply this to games, too. Like, so, but we were talking switching. about, yeah, we were talking about KOTOR earlier. I think that's, that's my big worry, is, like, I'm expecting good old original Knights of the Old Republic, but with better graphics and gameplay. Yeah. But then they're probably going to fuck with the story. I'd consider that a bait-and-switch. You know what would be a really good bait-and-switch? If they released a Batman game, but you could only play as Robin. <laughs> oh, what was... Oh, there was, a, there was a game, a remake that came out recently that, like... I was going to say Assassin's Creed, but no, that's not what you're going for. No, no, it was... It was oh, what was that game? I just remember, like, people get, getting all... It wasn't a game that I had played. Um, but people getting really up in arms about it because they they did they called it a remastering, but they they changed a ton of stuff in the game. What console was it on? I think it was I think it was like cross platform. I don't know. One thing they didn't do it with was uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, I yeah, mean, I've been seeing that a lot on Steam at the moment. Yeah, they just released like they just released it for PC and then added in the DLC. I played it for the PS4. I had a lot of fun with it, but they did, they added a lot to the story, and it's only like the first half of the first, or maybe like the first third of the first game. My my biggest problem with Final Fantasy is that I don't want to get into it because of the following that it has. <laughs> that is to say, there's such deep lore on it by this point, that I am never going to fully understand all the references without going back to game one and playing all 90 of the games. Go on. They're not direct sequels. So you could pick up any of them in the series. There, there's yeah, only you still a... won't understand references to other points. They, no, it's like half the time it's completely different universes. Like, they have similar themes, like um... Cloud, Sephiroth. Yeah, but that's all Final Fantasy 7. That's 100% Final Fantasy 7. That's more than just Final Fantasy VII. It's, I swear to you, it's only Final Fantasy VII. They made a couple spin-off games in the same universe, but so Final oh, Fantasy VIII Kingdom has Heart. nothing to has nothing to do with them. Completely mm. different character, completely different world, completely different plotline. To be fair, I so I went back on Final Fantasy fourteen the other day. Mm. I can't remember how to open my inventory. Like <laughs> so many, there's so many shortcuts, like so many keyboard commands. And I haven't played it for like half a year. Yeah, it's been. I can I can work out how to open my map to teleport. I can't even remember how to teleport. It was awful. I started playing it, and you know when you come back to a game after too long, and you're really high level on it, and you look at all of your abilities and things, you're like, how the fuck? I just can't be bothered to get back to the point where I was at last time. I did that with, um, the only other MMO that I really played a lot on the PC was, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, ironically. Mm. Um, and that one, I, I had like a level 65 bounty hunter when that was the one that I played the most, went back in, looked at all my abilities and was just like, I, I don't remember how I played this character. <laughs> Like, I remember what each of the individual abilities do, but I don't know the order in which to do them. I can't remember, because I played tank, how to optimally pull aggro without pissing off the other tank in the party. 
Uh, and yeah, everything just felt so much slower. Like everyone already left the raid and while well, I'm trying to vote on not taking loot because I didn't need it and my inventory was full of crap. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so no, Final Fantasy, it just, it's too much work. <laughs> yeah, but really, it really though, every game is self-contained. So you can... Right. There's, there's a couple exceptions, like they did make a Final Fantasy X-2, and they made a Final Fantasy 13-2, or I think it was called like Lightning Returns or something. I played the first one with Lightning in. Yeah, that was and Final that Fantasy. Was such a long game, holy crap, that was long. Yeah, pretty much all uh, of them are, are very long games. Yeah, and I got to a point where it was like, this feels like the final boss, and it's like halfway through the game, if that... <coughs> Um, and yeah. I think the game like completely changed its format for the second half of the game or something. That happens in a couple of them. Yeah. So I've played through uh, Final Fantasy VII, the original, all the way through. Mm. I've played most of Final Fantasy VIII, but I never beat it. I have it for the... It, it's somewhere over there. I think it might be behind me on that shelf. Um, but I got most of the way through it and then just, I don't know, I hit a wall or just got bored and just never finished it. Final Fantasy Nine, I own, but I, I barely played like a fifth of it. Uh, it I just wasn't hooking me. Final Fantasy Ten was the first one I ever played, and it's awesome. It was the first one on the PS2. Mm. I absolutely loved it. I actually beat the uh, remastered version of it on Steam last fall. Uh, I see. The one I enjoyed most was Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, I, I had that for the Game Boy Advance. No, the DS. I either had it for the Game Boy Advance or the DS. I had it on the DS, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. It might have been PSP, actually. Um, but it actually got me... I was thinking about it the other day, and so I picked up a game on Steam, which is very closely based off of it. Hmm. Um, but just enough to legally not be a quandary. <coughs> uh, so I was playing that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What were we talking about? Uh, bait and switch. We we've kind bait of switch, kind of gone uh, off in the weeds. We bait and switched the audience. Uh, <laughs> brought them in like we we're going to talk about something we were angry about. Now we're just talking about what games we've been playing. Yeah, it was Fae Tactics. It was a similar pixel style as well. I feel <coughs> like there's, I feel like there's more of these TV shows and movies, in particular. Um, oh. Oh, what what was the? There's a movie. What's the theme? Sci-fi. Predator, uh, maybe. Or Alien vs. Predator. Yeah, I feel like there was something coming out recently that that was going to be like that, where it was. Um, Prometheus. I think that that one was just a bad movie, from what I heard. Yeah, it wasn't great. And I I, I hate the pregnancy scene. Really hit, <laughs> uh, and we're not going to describe it for this podcast because I don't think anyone <laughs> needs to hear that. <laughs> There's the uh, this isn't even a bait and switch. They're just outright telling you that they don't give a shit about the lore. The uh, Amazon Lord of the Rings show. Oh, have have they? Has that come out yet? No, it hasn't. That's why I said it's not even a bait and switch. Like they just flat out told you in the marketing material, we don't give a fuck about the lore, and we're just going to do whatever the hell we want. To be fair, that could be good. It could be. And who knows? It 
it might be because it's meant to be set way before it's meant to be set way before like i think in the the second age and the movies take Hmm. place at the end of the third age or whatever it is um but they they ignored the fact that like they ignore the lore about female dwarves they're supposed to have beards they didn't um why do people oh my god that's a trend at the moment i female dwarves i don't know why i'm so angry about this female dwarves are meant to have beards terry pratchett Female dwarves have beards. TV show about Terry Pratchett doesn't have a beard. What and oh no, they shaved it off or something. I don't know, but it's it's like why are you so ashamed? It's you're well, part of your people. That's just your species. They also took um one of the one of the characters, uh, one of these old like elf characters from the movies and from the books. Mm. Uh, she was you know she's been alive for like a thousand some odd years. And yeah. so she's in this show and she was supposed to be like this um, kind of a more cerebral character, like magical, mystical, a thinking character. And they made her a warrior woman in the original show or in this this new show from the materials yeah. they're, they're showing off. And it's just like, I, I need to have a, a quick rant about this. Okay. You no, know, we're, we're, we're good on time. Um, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we're, we're, we're 10 minutes under what we usually do for a segment. We're, four, we're at 40 minutes, aren't we? We're at 21 minutes. Okay. I, I, okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just, I said, Blue's doing the little wrap it up thing uh, to me, and I'm looking at the clock, I'm like, we got plenty of time. I thought we had more time and I've got stuff to do in 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Then I, I will I will wrap this up. This will be the last thing I talk oh, about. Um, but it's this... It, it's one of the more lazy pieces of writing that you see, like, now. I, I feel like a lot of movies and TV shows I watch, they don't know how to write, like, strong women. Like, they, they, go, they go the lazy route, and they just make them, like, men with boobs. Like, they... It's like, oh, this, you know... The, the example with the elf. They had to make her a warrior woman because they wanted her to be, like, you know... They couldn't make her strong in other ways. They couldn't make her, like, intelligent or, like, um, you know, somebody who's cunning and pl- has you know, plans things ahead. Mm. No, they just stuck a sword in her hand and made gave her armor. I'm That's the thing. It's the difference between having a character who is introduced to you as being strong and... Introducing a character to you who is weak and then training them until they're strong in front of you and seeing the hardships that they go through before they become that badass. If someone just gives you a badass character, you're not going to care about them. Yeah, or you have to work hard to make somebody or to make like John Wick. He he shows up already a badass, but they they show him like but he's up against impossible odds and he's got like a a good motivation behind him. Yeah, they killed his puppy. The they, you, they make even though he's like an unflappable badass. They, through good writing, make you like they make the audience care about him. Um, I yeah. one of the class the cla- classic um, more common examples now is um, Ray from the new Star Wars trilogy. Like from the very it's a beginning, bad example. Yeah. It's a yeah, it's an example of it done wrong because she, like you said, she just comes in and is just great at everything. She no just training. Has Jedi powers now, and yep. She can use crazy Jedi powers with no training. She can fly the Millennium Falcon, having never flown a ship. Like, she she can sail, I think, in one of the movies. And she grew up on a fucking desert planet. Yeah. 
Unlike oh. Ripley, who is basically a strict teacher. <laughs> yeah. She's basically a, a manager. Mm. Um, and after seeing her friends die and be ripped apart and terrified, yeah. um, she she just about manages to escape without killing the creature properly, really. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. 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 Go no, no, it's just that you're you're right. That's a, that's an example of it done right. Mm. Because yeah, you like she's she's not a completely like unstoppable force of nature. She's a normal person put in an extraordinary situation, and what makes her compelling is the fact that she she reacts like a normal person would, and then you watch her go through that process of stealing herself and actually surviving. I feel like we need to get a bigger retinue of female characters that we think are really awesome because I feel like Ripley is our favorite and we use it her all the time. <laughs> she does get used a lot, yeah. Um, hold on, let me think of. Well, I mean, think of a. I mean, there's a light-hearted one. Um, Freaking uh, Disney film Japan. Oh, uh, Mulan. Mulan. The the animated not, one, the, not, not the live action. Not the live action <laughs> one is an example of it done wrong. Exactly, the it's the perfect case study. Yeah, because the the in the animated one, like she has a strong motivation. She goes into extreme danger to to save her father, and she has to really, really struggle to make it. And she yeah. does, and because of that struggle and because of the bonds she's developed in a critical moment, she manages to live. And she then literally gets kicked out for being a failure, and then she really puts a nose to the grindstone mm. and gets back. Mm. Uh, but yeah yeah and then in the movie she just has like uh, super chi powers and is able to take on yeah, armies all by magic. herself and yeah you're right that's a, that's another perfect I mean Disney's got quite a few good examples um, I think like people harp on the uh, Disney princesses as being like oh it's it's a bad example because they just they just wait to be safe but that's not true like, oh god I'm, no Moana yeah Moana's... And I she, still haven't seen that movie. She's not the princess, really. If anything, Maui's the princess. <laughs> well, I, I was even thinking, going back to the older ones, like I, like Princess Jasmine from the Aladdin movie. Like, she... She, granted, is, like, living a bit of a secluded life, but um, the whole reason that they meet to begin with is she takes matters into her own hands and escapes and wants to go out and see the city and stuff. Like, she's not just, like, a damsel in distress. Yeah, Pocahontas. I would also say definitely oh, yeah. not. Yeah, Pocahontas. Anyway, another... princess. <laughs> oh yeah, Pocahontas. Is not... I I watched that movie a few months back again, and a fit of nostalgia. Well, I think very very few people have watched Pocahontas. I think. Yeah, there's I mean, certainly that live outside of America. Yeah, it, I. It was big when I. Well, we we watched a lot of Disney movies when I was growing up. Yep. Um, let's see, just. I'm thinking of Disney now, but I know there's there's other ones that I've I've seen out there. Mm. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have a um, guest on soon. Oh uh, yeah, yeah uh, yeah, we can wrap it up there. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll have a uh, a guest on, and as we alluded to in the first segment, a Welshman, Welsh, a whale. I don't. What 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 do you call, call someone from Wales? Don't call our guest a whale before they're even on the show. But, but I, I don't know what what do you call like you know 
You call you like a Brit or an Englishman. You call me yeah. an American. Like, it, would you call him? Would you so call? I, I guess I'd be a lion. You would be an eagle. <laughs> he, uh, she would be a sheep. I thought. Did, doesn't Wales have a dragon on their flag? I mean, they do, but they're also known for sheep. <laughs> How will you tell them apart from the Scotsman then? A fire-breathing sheep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough um, teasing for the uh, for the next segment. So look forward to that. But this is going to be the end of segment two of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you'll hear us again momentarily for segment three. Welcome back to the TMCJ Podcast. We are on segment three, our wildcard segment, and we're reusing something that we've only ever done once before. We have a guest on the podcast. Um, exactly. It, exactly 20 episodes after the last one. The last one was on episode 69, because they requested it. Yes. And so here That's we right. have, on episode 89, the, uh, the suicidal sea dog... Uh, the dungeon-crawling thief that, you know, got stabbed to death by his own shadow. It's Raven! <laughs> well, yeah, I got your accolades blowing me up with TNT when I'm on your own team, and then me stabbing you to death with your own shadow. I feel like those are the two defining factors. Very true. Both in Sea of Thieves and in DM. In mm. D&D. Yeah. Um, yeah, a bit of a pyromaniac you are, just generally, when you play games. Which is ironic. Well, considering yeah. earlier you were describing the Welsh as a fire-breathing sheep. True. It's it's in the blood. Uh, much like Kaiser, his stereotype is having a shotgun in any game. <laughs> Uh, Ravens tends to be setting fire to himself and hugging whoever's closest. Uh, I... <laughs> yeah. In style, though. Mm. <laughs> mm. She hot, is what they say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh... Yeah, so I mean, maybe that's that's a good place to to start off with with this segment. We were, we're we're thinking like, you know, what can we talk about on this segment with you know our esteemed guest here, and uh, one one of the <laughs> one of the first things we came to mind was D and D, because Blue and I both DM, we both play yeah. in D and D games, and you're in Blue's D and D group. Actually, Raven has DM'd. Oh, nice. So all uh, three of us have DM'd then. Yeah, a very nautical themed. Um... D&D campaign. Oh, did it go on to land? <laughs> I see. Really? What was, what was the problem? What was the Dungeons & Dragons problem with the sea? Uh, uh, sea of Thieves would prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking it was how do you flank with a galleon? <laughs> yes, we have a thief ship. We sneak up on other ships, steal their money when they're not watching, and then sail away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there was. Yeah. Well, sorry. Sorry. Go on, go on Blue. 
I was just going to say, what what was your uh, campaign about? Because I remember it was, you had about, uh, what, four members in your party? Hmm. Yeah. God, know them feels. Yeah. Right. So they were actually hired, they're not just murder hobos. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, re that reminds me of those books, the Do Your Own Adventure books. Which one? Where it's like, <laughs> where you die so fucking easily, and so you're just sending person after person into this adventure, essentially. Yeah. See, the, and we know this from personal experience, because on the YouTube channel we did multiple videos where Blue was taking me through a choose-your-own-adventure book, and yeah, I died. Go well. <laughs> I died every time. I think the furthest I ever got, I got to like a town where I went to a hot spring, and... Then I died. You punched a wall at one point, and the wall killed you. <laughs> that did happen. Yeah. Um, no, it just fell over and crushed him to death. <laughs> Why? Like just. And just you think I'm a rough DM? <laughs> yeah, that book was a rough DM. Yeah. You only lost one character. Almost died, not died. Uh, well, See, how many times? How many ways have I almost killed you? A drug a drug cartel owner, right? Yeah, you, that's your. That's not on me. You setting yourself on fire and running at an undead thing. I, I do have to say that the D and D game that I I play it. So I I play in a game on Mondays, mm. and um, that's one I've been I've been in that game now for close to four years because it's all a bunch of like you know working people, and so we all have like very very limited time, and so it's like. An hour and a half. It was Tuesday night. Now it's Monday night, and so the game has taken that long to get through. But I, I'm mm. surprised my character hasn't died. Like I, I play the paladin, and I'm I'm the party's tank, and I've done some. Like I needed to get down and save our our mage and our rogue. So I was in this multi-story tree, and we were fighting birds. So I dove out of the tree and tackled a bird in midair, and just like killed it with fall damage. Um, <coughs> see. Yeah, <laughs> Goomba Stomp. Uh, the 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 key thing you've got there, Kaiser, is that your party has a tank. <laughs> <laughs> I take it. Uh, did is that not the case in your game? There are six members of their party. They have four magic users and two rogues. <laughs> I. 
a magic user. <laughs> you just, by the way, you you just named the two roles in D and D I hate playing. I hate playing rogues, and I hate playing that. I don't. I don't. I, to this day, I barely understand how spells work in that game. Like you are playing a paladin. Paladin's the closest I get to spells. Yeah, but my spells are uh, thunderous smite, which makes my hammer hit harder, and shield of faith, which makes me take hits better. Yeah. I also have a oh, and I have a spell that summons a horse. His name is Donkey. Ooh, nice. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you're not. <laughs> it's like ninety-nine percent of my magic moves in that game. And this is why they, no one takes tank or healer in any MMO. <laughs> so like, I want to do all the damage. <laughs> oh, but I do have a, a lot of fun. Actually, I feel like this is a good time to transition into the story of what it's like to have Blue as a player. Um, uh, I, I'm sure, Raven, you've, you've probably heard this story from him, or you might have. Um, but I, I was hosting a campaign. It was two of my cousins, one of their friends, and Blue. And what was supposed to be a quick montage of them taking a caravan from one city to another. I, so I should preface this. I have a policy in my D&D games. The players can do whatever they want as long as it's within reason, but there will be consequences for it. So Blue goes and scouts around, asks some questions, finds the... I think he's just, like, choosing the caravan that's gonna they're going to use to get to the next city. He goes to the other players and just like, all right, guys. We're going to rob the caravan. <laughs> the players agree, and so I had to create an entirely homebrewed custom side quest of all the people in the caravan and, like, some other plot points. Who's there? Figure out the mechanics for them actually doing this. It was supposed to be, like, a half a session transition from one city to another. It ended up being, like, three or four sessions of them robbing the caravan. And saving a prince from assassins or something like that. I was essentially the evil equivalent of Decidue, if you can picture that. <laughs> and at the end of it, the, the funny thing well, is... We got bank! They got a ton of money. They got some inroads with some influential nobles. And the caravan owners thanked them for saving their, their elite guests because they never found out... That they were the ones robbing the place. They did such a good job distracting them and, like, you know, pulling this off. That took planning. It got away scot-free. But, yeah. Go on. It, yeah. It, it again... Is... <laughs> Go on. It's it's the one of the consequences of that policy of my players can do whatever they want. The other consequence is they're currently banned from one city because they detonated a magical nuke in front of a crowded shop and like killed a bunch of people. You didn't that do that. That was fault. Kevin. Right. <laughs> that, that, that was Kevin. But still, it happened. You guys aren't allowed yeah. back in Mirabar. We we had a um a pet called Butterbean. He was a big boar. Hmm. And uh, when I left that campaign because of needing more time in my life, uh, I took Butterbean with me. So my character actually survived the process and got a pet boar in the process. Mm. 
An armored pet boar as well. You managed to retire. Yeah. There used to be a manticore or something? Yeah, it was... I I, th- I want to say it was a owlbear or something like that. And mm. one of the players has a broken wand of true polymorph, so he can transfer stuff. But it's got a whole bunch of extra caveats attached. One of them is if he rolls low enough, the thing causes a magical explosion. Which is what happened in front of that shop. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, oh, God, I was going to... God, I'm doing it again. This is the second time today it's happened where I'm like, I've got a thing to talk about, and now I've forgotten it. Uh, you go. All right, well, you, we were talking... So, earlier in this, this podcast, we were talking about Diablo Immortal and all the microtransactions yeah. and that. So, I, in the interim between segment two and three, I've downloaded and played the game. I was streaming it for a bit earlier. Yeah. Oh my god. And this is the bad part. I actually really liked it. (laughs) I I had a lot of fun playing it. I (laughs) didn't... Yeah, that's that's the thing. I did not... I got to the point where I can make microtransactions, but I have not made any of them yet. So you've started the game yeah is how far you've got well no i've i've beaten the tutorial i'm level 12 i've beaten the tutorial level and i've gotten out into like the first main mission and a couple i've done a couple monk barbarian monk yeah i went with monk and i made him look like he's got the mormon beard so he's got the beard with no mustache and then like the spiky up super saiyan hair did you go for an equestrian johnson no i named him uh general brickjaw Oh. I, I maxed out all the sliders on his face, so he's just got this giant head. <laughs> so you're one of the people that does that. When I'm making a character, because character creation is the most important part of any game. Mm. I make mine very... Try to make mine either very cool or very beautiful. You go for the dumbness. <laughs> I do. Well, you, you saw my Dragon Age uh, character. It's just like, it's a dwarf, and I just made his nose as big as possible. So it's this giant melon sticking off of his face. <laughs> and every time uh, he shows up in a cutscene, I just, I lose it. What games have you been playing, Raven? You've been playing Elden Ring. Ah, we have, I don't think Kaiser's played Elden Ring. No. I've been wanting My brother's to... been trying to make me play it. <laughs> For the longest time, I've wanted to get into the like the Dark Souls style games, like the really ridiculously difficult ones, but I just never have. Mm. Uh, and yet, we have given opinions on it before because it's so popular at the moment. Mm. Uh, but yeah, how's it been treating you? <laughs> As it. <laughs> Been there with Sea of Thieves, holy fuck. That's me back when I used to play League of Legends. Like, occasionally. I've never. I've, go on, sorry. No, no, just like, you, occasionally, it just. Oh, you just gotta walk away. Walk away for a few mm. minutes. I've never damaged any equipment. But there have been times where I've, like, punched the desk kind of thing. Those are like the worst, and then it's like, okay, I need to really... The 
the worst I've ever done is back in high school or middle school. So this would have been when I was like probably 15 or 16. Uh, yeah. I was playing the uh, the original God of War, and I was stuck on this this one section, and it kept killing me over and over again. And I, <laughs> I threw a nickel through a TV. <laughs> it's just like... Yes, so it was like embedded in the screen. <laughs> that that's the word. <laughs> I was doing. I mean, at the time, I, I did I did track and field, so I did like discus and javelin. So I, I had a very good throwing arm, but um, I just yeah. imagine you discus throwing a nickel now. <laughs> so just a little. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Beyblade style. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've, <laughs> I've never broken it, I think. Uh, I think probably the most angry I've been is on CSGO, I'd imagine. Mm -hmm. Any kind uh, of competitive game like that, they can really get to you. Especially, like, the reason I think I compare CSGO and League of Legends in my head is because they both are very, very long ranked games. And so yeah. you, there's a lot more time to build up the rage. Well, that's the thing, you've seen me get real fucking mad on Heroes of the Storm. Mm. But the matches aren't long enough for it to I go really... full nuclear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God. I think Apex Legends made me pretty fucking mad. <laughs> you loved Apex think... Legends, though. I did. I mean, it was it was basically the only way that Juan, Raymond... So, for your benefit, Raven, like, Juan and Raymond are two of my you know, closest friends around here. And um, for a while, like, when they started locking everything down, that was kind of how we stayed in contact. We just, it was the perfect thing. So there was three of us. We played Apex Legends. I only played one character ever. I just stick to the robot man that can make zip lines. Oh, he's, he's the best. I was like, does, does Raven even know about Apex Legends? Clearly, more than I do. <laughs> When? <laughs> what? <laughs> I would never stop playing because you suck. I would have, if anything, that would have encouraged me because I wouldn't have been the worst person on the team, which I was. <laughs> mm. <coughs> I, I hated Apex Legends. <laughs> you both did. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first when I first started playing, I played the Maui guy, like the the big man with the shield. Gibraltar, yeah. I played the him rock. a lot. What? Yeah, the, the rock. rock. Yeah, yeah, it's Dwayne yeah, Johnson. Yeah. Um <laughs> but then once I discovered Pathfinder, I never went back. Because every other character, I'm like, I play them, I'm like, ah, it's so slow running around, where's my grapple hook? Oh, that's, yeah, my friend Raymond plays him a lot. <laughs> Drugs! <laughs> it's like the, um, the, what is it, the, uh, flamethrower guy from, the pyro from TF2. Oh. Have you seen that video of what he actually, what he sees and what everyone else sees? Where he's like skipping through a, a, a bunny wonderland, spreading rainbows. 
and then it switches to IRL and people are screaming in a house that he's standing in the middle of kind of thing. The only uh, character I think I ever played in TF2 was the spy. I loved, like, just... I, I, I got very good at, like, faking being on the, the enemy team and just backstabbing key people. I made I made the critical error of coming to that game too late and everyone was way better than I was. Oh yeah, I haven't played it in years now, but I played it a lot in college. Also because back at those times I used to play Call of Duty on the console. Hmm. Uh, and so even Halo was like, god it takes forever to kill someone, because in COD you turn the corner, you're dead. <laughs> one of the reasons I like Halo. You can kind of uh, you can reverse a fight if you get in a bad situation. Yeah. I think I've kind of got past that now, but at the same time Valorant is very fun and CSGO is also very fun. Yeah, we played a lot of Valorant back in 2020. Yeah. You said you played one game of Ra of, of, of Raven? You've played one game of Valorant Raven uh, before you were like, fuck this shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> really? Hmm. <laughs> Halo is... Halo's the, the game that, like, I never played FPS, and then I got Halo 1, and then I played a lot of FPS. Uh, Halo 2 yeah, is probably was... the, the most competitive I ever got with Halo, because I was, I was I got pretty high ranked in that. I think I had, like, 11,000 games logged in Halo 2. Um, that, was, that was basically a good chunk of my high school life. Yeah, I was always PlayStation, but one of my, <coughs> my, my best friends, when I was, like, 14 or 15... Had an Xbox. He had Halo, and so I went around his house one day, and I'd never played Halo before, and I was very good at COD when I was younger. Not at all now. I suck at first-person shooter games, uh, and I played against him on Halo, and I kicked his ass nine times to Sunday, and so I actually quite enjoyed it while I was facing him. <laughs> but I don't know if he was just being nice. He was a very nice guy, mm. um, but then I got to like playing against other people when Halo came out on the PC, the Master Chief collection. Yeah. And I was playing with you and Scott against other people online and I'm like, nope, I suck at this shit. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> it's a very different experience, yeah. Mm. Oh, I always loved the, the shard gun because I wouldn't have to aim properly. It's called the Needler. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, what was your like your first games, Raven? Because you're a little bit younger than me, I think. Yeah. What was like your first console? GameCube. Nice. There were some good games on the GameCube. I really liked the GameCube. Hmm. Very. That different. was your first. <laughs> How old were you playing Resident Evil? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, 
that was I, back in the GameCube era. I certainly wouldn't have been playing Resident Evil. <laughs> I, I was playing Cube. Pikmin and Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> yeah, might. Mm. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I think we've, we've we may have talked about it before, but my like so I got a GameCube. Uh, when I got the GameCube, I had Luigi's Mansion, some kind of it was like Wave Racer or something like that, some kind of jet ski racing game. Is that the one that Scott was like a master? No, no, that, that's Hydro master. Thunder. Like oh, both, okay. both Scott and I have a lot of nostalgic memories around that game. No, Hydro Thunder. Mm. Um, but it wasn't that. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee. And... I'm trying to remember what that... There, there was one more that I, I got, like, when I got the console originally. Uh, Sonic Adventure 2? I did get that one later, but that was not Mario one Sunshine? No, I never owned that one. Yeah. Really, Mario Sunshine was great. Wasn't it was no, I. But the thing is, I, I, I had to make some hard choices as a kid. Like, what, what do I buy? What do I rent? <laughs> and that was the real uh, life choices. It's, it's important. What do I buy? Yeah. What do I rent? I rented Mario Sunshine. I never actually. Uh, I, I did play yeah. it, but I just got it from Blockbuster. Get which is Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah which is, that's that's dating this story. <laughs> yeah, that's dating us. Mm. Um. God, I think, yeah, I think we spoke before. I think Blockbuster has one shop open still today, like somewhere in Canada. Of course it's in Canada. It's probably frozen in ice so they can't close it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to foreclose oh, on it, but it's just too cold. Yeah. Okay, what's what was your, like, your best game of all time then? Raven. The whole spectrum. Also, my camera's going out. Yeah. What is it with you and Resident Evil? You just said you hated. <laughs> okay, okay, fair. Is that the one with the the family, or is that the one with the booby yeah. lady? It's the family. Okay. Lady Dimitrescu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've never that, like yeah. so. This is something that's that's fairly. I, I've we've discussed quite a quite a few times, but I horror movies. I can watch them no problem. Like I have. In fact, most of the time I watch a horror movie, I'm bored because the whole point is to go in there and get scared. Horror games, I literally have a heart. Like I just can't play them. Yeah, we we which is the opposite a, for me. Yeah, and we we did a bit of a, a series where we were playing through Amnesia uh, Rebirth, and every time it was my turn, just God, there are probably multiple clips out there of just it's just the what was there was some level where I was being chased around like an infirmary by one of them. Anyway, point being, I never played any of the Resident Evil games. No, no. <laughs> I've not played a single one. The only time I ever play horror games is when somebody else forces me to. Like, Kevin and I were doing through uh, a co-op system shock. Sorry, I cut you off. Oh, I yeah. I would. 
I, I raised that with Kaiser one, once, and um, I was like, do you reckon you're going to be okay to play Outlast? And we were like, no, okay, we think that's just a bit too far. <laughs> we'll build up to that, maybe build your tolerance. Yeah, they're... Um, they're maybe in the future I'll do it, you know, for the sake of the channel, but I can't. <laughs> like, I, I would never seek out a horror. In fact, um, one, one, game, one classic game that I really wanted to beat uh, was Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines. And I played through a good chunk of it until I hit a... It, it's it's a fairly... Um, I don't want to say famous, but it's like a... Oh, what's the word? It's like a cult Infamous? classic. Cult classic. Oh, okay. Um, where it's it's this you know, RPG. You play as a vampire. You develop stats and skills and go on side quests and whatever. Mm. There's a level where you have to go into a haunted mansion and you're chased around by a ghost that will just like pop up. It doesn't actually do anything to you, but at that quest, I just I noped out and I haven't gone back to it yet. I want to beat it though because it's such a famous like it's such a yeah. You know, it's stuck in your mind clearly. Yeah, I still think about it. Yeah, I, I remember the, the moment I, I I decided to alt F4 out of the game. It was like I turned a corner and this ghost just like blinked up in my face. I'm just like, nope, done. Nope, all <laughs> for. Uh, the, the 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 with a lot of these horror games where they give you, in fact, they do it quite a lot with Resident Evil. They give you very limited bullets and health packs, hmm. which is great because if you're terrified, then you're gonna get through that stuff like it's candy. And the same with Outlast. They give you batteries, right? Um. The problem is, when it gets to uh, The Last of Us, you're both probably very well aware of The Last of Us. Hmm. Um, I was playing through that, the remastered on the PS4, and I was playing on, I think, the just below the hardest difficulty level. Uh, I basically didn't fire a shot or use a knife for the whole thing, because I worked out that, actually, none of the enemies are faster than you. Hmm. Uh, it's even the ones where you know the segments where you have to be quiet because it's the blind ones that can only hear yeah the clickers exactly if you just run they can't catch up with you it takes all of the tension out of the scenario when instead of being like some sneaky ninja who's holding their breath around corners you're just like streaking basically across a field <laughs> <laughs> with like all of them chasing you it, and they never caught me it Go is on. it is funny you bring that game up because I I have beat that game I don't consider it a horror it, it's, it's like an action game in my opinion it's it's a baby's first horror game cause like yeah yeah and I like mm. I I, be, I also played the remastered version on the PS4 because I I never played it when it originally came out um and yeah I I had no problem with, I, not for a single moment in that game was I scared there was like the usual tension when you go through like a stealth section and you don't want to get caught. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't the same kind of like oh god oh shit kind of feeling I have when I'm playing through a horror game. You say that Amnesia the very first episode we were in a dark okay have you played Amnesia Rebirth or watched it Raven? That's fair, that's fair. When we played it, there's two of us. Um, so, in the very first cave you go into, uh, there's a mechanic where the longer in the dark, 
she gets freaked out and then like a face flashes in your face. Baby uh, check. If you're just in the dark too long with a, without uh, putting your lantern up. That <laughs> that just, just that that face popping up on your screen when there's no actual enemies around you. I think you actually threw something in your room when that happened. I did. Yep. Um, and there's not even an enemy for the first, like, two hours of gameplay. Um, you were actually kind of... By the time you got to that point <laughs> where there actually was an enemy, you were actually a lot more strong-willed to deal with it just because you were expecting an enemy for <laughs> two hours beforehand. The tension. The tension got to me. Well, the other thing yeah. is that like kept coming up in that those videos was that I was burning through matches and stuff to ch try and light things up and Blue was getting annoyed because he w he wanted to conserve resources and I was so he'd collect all the resources because he didn't need the light to not be a pussy and then it got to me and <laughs> yeah exactly we could be we could be in a very well lit room with lanterns oil lanterns all over the wall. And he will still use a match to light a candle in a well-lit room. It's like, how fucking... Every time, so each session we'd switch over who's in control. Mm. So it would go from me having zero matches to me having the max matches, which is like nine. I don't know why you can't carry more than nine matches, by the way. And then it'll be gone by the time it comes back to me again. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, in the last few sessions we did of that game... I was holding on to things a lot more. Like, I'd, I'd gotten better. Yeah. We still I, need to go back to finish that. <laughs> we really do, yeah. I've, I've got a, um, a backlog of videos I need to edit. I need to get the Northman to actually render. Yeah. Well, there's a Sea of Thieves video coming out with Raven in it. That's true. That, that is, that's about, I'm, I want to say I'm about 40% through editing that video. So forty percent. That was like two weeks ago. I've been. F <laughs> I just started no, I a new you job. Mean, you just got a new job. <laughs> I got it's not good enough, guys. They give us content. <laughs> what? Sorry. What'd you say, Raven? <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. Making it rain. Metal watch. This Go is on. a new watch. Yeah. Okay. So I thought you were going to expand on that. <laughs> Look at my new watch. The thing is, this this one was actually I've never got one of these ones that has like a like a mesh band before, and I I actually really like it. Do you use the watch, or is it an ex a, a fashion accessory? I do actually check the time on the watch, because okay. a lot of the time, like if, I I don't feel like taking my phone out to check the time all the time, or yeah. more often than not, I just don't have my phone on me. So, I do use the watch, but it is also a fashion accessory. I need to find a really fancy stopwatch, because I feel like that would be cool. You need, you mean like a pocket watch? A pocket watch, yeah. I've got three of well, them. Well, stopwatch. Yeah, I've got three of them hanging on the wall over there. Because whenever I wear like a, you know, say there's a company party, mm. formal dress, I wear a vest, and I always have a pocket watch. I mean, you don't just turn up in your wife beater like normal. <laughs> like I'm wearing right now. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, are there any other games that we've been playing? We played uh, that vampire game briefly. 
Oh, V... Something. V Survival. V, yeah. This is the classic scenario where Scott and Mass are like super excited for a game. They play it for a week, get everyone else into it. And then they go and away. And then don't play it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because all the games have come out. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, I'm expecting... We were meant to be playing that after we got to level 50 on everything, weren't we? But now we're Athena on Sea of Thieves. Which, by the way, we were galleoning the other night. Mm. You know that mission that we were doing, Raven, where we killed all the ghosts fighting? The next part of that is fucking nails. We were in a galleon... And we got sank three times before going up and giving up and going to bed. <laughs> to be fair, in this the video that I'm editing, we took on a galleon and fucked it up. Yeah. Those guys... Wait, was that the one where we just dominated them? No, 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 it wasn't that one. That that was another oh, one. Okay. But no, the one I'm talking about is the one where like, th like we both crashed into the island, but we crashed better than they did. And and so we we like you and I boarded the ship while Raven desperately tried to keep our ship alive. True. Yeah. Mm. Whereas they crashing with style, they did a completely uncontrolled crash right into the island, and then I blew their captain's head off with a shotgun. Mm. Yeah, someone actually attacked me and Mass the other day when we were just doing a sloop. Mm. Uh, they got onto our ship. They threw firebombs. But the way they'd left their ship was in range of our cannons, perfectly lined up, so that they couldn't shoot us, but we could shoot them. So I got back on our ship, shot him in the head. He was the only player on their team, one person, attacking us. And we just sank his ship and fucked off. He didn't even... He just died. Like... What was the idea, my dude? <laughs> Big think. Big they didn't even put a hole in our ship. They threw firebombs and then stood there while I bashed their head in with a shovel. <laughs> Big think. Ah, oh, people on Sea of Thieves, man, they drive me crazy. Well, you get like two varieties. You get the hyper competent ones that completely fuck your shit up, and you get the totally incompetent ones that, you know, it feels like you're. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, out loud. there's never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> I almost sunk our ship because I left the cooker on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I did a recoil. Oh, oh god, that's right. Yeah. Wait, have you have you told Raven this story? No. What Raymond? A, I said Raven. Oh, so I said Raymond. I was like, no, I didn't tell Raymond. Uh, so, I'm assuming you haven't told Raymond either. Uh, so one of one of our friends, his um, his girlfriend, like, was... I think she was cooking carbon fiber in the oven. She's an architect. Don't worry about it. But, uh, and so... He sent us a picture of, like, the entire house, like, like the, their entire apartment was full of smoke. You couldn't see anything. She had forgotten about it in the oven, and, it, like, something had caught fire 
<laughs> something like that. <laughs> so we're like, oh god, are, you know, are they because all we got was messages of just like the apartment and like full of smoke, and we didn't hear anything for like an, uh, more than an hour, and it's like, are they alive? <laughs> Yeah, but it, her name is uh, Rikway, which is what Blue is referencing there with the the cooked shark. Yeah, we didn't sink, to be fair. My cooked shark thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's another thing. We were doing the. You know how we never go to volcano lands. There's a reason for that. It is hell. It is it's so bad that when we went there to kill skeletons for a mission, the island killed more skeletons than we did. So question about Volcano Land. Uh did you happen to duel a Viking there in a thong? Reference to the Northmen. Oh right. Yeah, I was like <laughs> in a thong? Yeah, the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It was a nice Viking with good tits. <laughs> yeah, uh, by the way, uh, so when I when I was finishing up editing that video, by the way, there were multiple scenes where I'm like, oh, I, I'd, I'd flagged a thing. I'm like, I'm going to put clips of the movie in here. And I'm like, I'm listening to what we were talking about. And I'm like, no, I YouTube won't like it if I put that clip here. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to kids taking drugs. Well, that or the pine cones of the butt scene, or the the sex orgy in the forest, or the guy getting decapitated. That was the same scene. Pine cones on the butt and sex orgy was the same scene. But we talk about it in two different segments, so I would have shown different clips in either one. But both of them would have been bad. Yeah, who'd have thought Vikings not appropriate for YouTube? <coughs> um, and yet YouTube. Thank has... God they don't hear. Sorry. I was going to say, and yet YouTube has naked yoga. Yeah. Well, thank goodness they didn't review our Twitch channel. That's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> we say a lot of uh, interesting things. Uh, cool. Uh, any any closing thoughts, Kai? For me? Um, I'm ashamed that I like Diablo Immortal. I installed it on my phone, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. We'll see how, how what your thoughts are on it next week, I think. Yeah. I've I don't think that's going to stay the same. I've only played like two hours of it, so... We'll, we'll see how it goes. Alright, and uh, Raven, we, I guess we're going to be doing more Athenas. We'll see if Thieves. So, so that's, you're probably going to see videos of that on the channel at some point. Uh, whenever Kaiser's in games with us. Uh, and not falling asleep at the wheel. I fell asleep under the deck. I thought. <laughs> Next to the no, you fell asleep at the wheel, and then we brigged you. <laughs> That's what happened. Okay. Middle of a fight. I was fighting with Raven. Some skeletons. <laughs> they came out of the ground around him, and I was like, "Raven, you gonna move? You gonna at least hit them back?" <laughs> well, wouldn't happen uh, today. I've, considering how many pots of tea I've had, I'm gonna have trouble sleeping at all. Oh yeah. Uh, cool, yeah, and... Well, I don't know, and you! Point... We need your final thoughts, Blue. You've asked oh, me for uh... mine, you've asked Raven for... Come on. Uh... 
Raven, you're a pain in the ass to DM. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you're great. Um, oh, God, I don't know. I, you know what? I want to do, I want to have, I want you to do a one-shot at some point. Host a one-shot in the D- in D&D server. That's what I want. Hell yes, because two people have said so far they were going to do one shots, and so far no one's done one. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But also, I'm looking forward to <coughs> playing more games and hopefully recording more with you. Sounds good. All right. Well, this is going to be the end of episode 89 of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again in two weeks. Yar.